0: gentlemen this is killing the business worldwide and this is your main event of the evening with a 60-minute time limit the man charged this episode is your host vic Muscat. today is a different lineup because i'm not surrounded with the normal suspects mr loveless is with me today how are you doing sir
1: i'm very well tonight vic how are you
0: i am doing extremely well thank you for asking and who's this lovely lady you brought to us tonight
1: This is the amazing Midwest Martian Nibira herself. You've yet to have the pleasure.
0: Nibira, thank you. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. So
0: you have a very unique look. I like it, actually. And the background is very, like, really reminds me of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) does. I don't know why. You see the old house in the background, the daylight and everything. It just does. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This house should technically be condemned, but I've made it my quarters.
0: (laughs) Gotta stay somewhere. Nice. So if you can uh, describe your career so far
2: using one word, what would it be and why? Chaotic, <laughs> I would describe my career so far with the term chaotic because honestly, it's been nothing less. Um, just kind of find myself sometimes just floating by, just not in degree.
1: <laughs> if I've learned anything a, in this business, It's the thriving in chaos. If I've learned anything in this business, it's the thriving in chaos is essential. So you're onto something there.
2: (laughs) My system so far has just been nod and agree, question it if it sounds weird, but for the most part, I'm down.
0: How did you meet Mr. Lovelace?
2: I met Mr. Loveless working a show for Top of Texas down in Amarillo.
1: Vote Loveless.
2: Yes, vote Loveless. But um, we got to talking and uh, he, I guess he recognized what a weird individual I was, but he's like, hey, you want to see Magic Tricks? So I said, sure. So, magic and oddities is kind of what started the friendship.
1: There you go. And there's oh, no, she is. There's no
0: weirdos on this show.
1: No, no. Not us. uh uh-uh. Regular normies around here.
0: I really think oh, so. God. <laughs> I, I just do. It's like if you're, if, if you're normal, you're crooked. So, who do you trust?
1: Not only is Nibirah a fascinating creature, but she's one of the fiercest competitors I've seen in the ring. Uh, her fury comes through. It's really something to behold.
0: Is there a, a wrestler that you, like, Do you, like, you imitate your style from? Like, you, th- you, like, what's that word?
1: Emulate, Vic? Are emulate. you looking Thank for you. emulate? Thank you. Thank you very much. Emulate. Teamwork makes the dream work.
0: That's
2: right. <laughs> um, I'd say it's probably one of the biggest influences would be Kane. Just him and his whole fucking gimmick of how to be like emulation of this form of anger. Because he's supposed to be the big red monster or the demon from hell, but anymore nowadays. Monsters and demons are just one big code word for, hey, this guy's angry. So I try to, oh, what do you need? Sorry.
1: You're being assaulted. She's
2: She's being attacked on the show.
1: The, The natives of this planet are restless.
2: Yeah, they are. I happen to find one and make it my companion. It loves me for some reason. But <laughs> getting back to the question, it's uh, got to be Kane for me just because of the way he's able to show his anger, but not totally let go of it. Controlled chaos, so to speak.
0: Do you prefer Kane with the mask or without the mask?
2: I'd say it's probably got to be with the mask for me.
1: Good answer. We were about to not be friends anymore.
2: (laughs) I will say the one exception with Kane before the mask is when he was doing that storyline with Rita. And he kind of kept the mask in his back pocket as, don't make me bring it out, because I will.
0: So when did, you, when did you start wrestling school and how long did it take you from your first day to your first match?
2: I've been training for four years and this December will be a full year since I started doing shows. Um, it's been a really weird, crazy, strange adventure. I've Started training here in Kansas about four years ago under a guy named Lance Chafin. Then I started training under Billy Simmons. Billy's a really cool dude. I moved to Illinois for a little bit where I trained under Michael Elgin and then Cowboy Bob Orton. And then I moved back to Kansas and been with Billy ever since.
0: Cowboy Bob Orton trained you. That's pretty cool.
2: Yes, he's a really cool dude. Okay.
0: So tell us about your you first bet. match. How did that go?
2: Uh, can I recycle one of my old answers?
0: Go right ahead.
2: Chaotic.
1: Here we are.
2: Uh, my first match technically wasn't even an actual match. It was a memorial battle royal for Bobby Jaggers that I had back in December. Give me just a second. This thing is stuck. But come on. You giant overgrown toddler. <laughs> this wouldn't happen.
1: Some, some lovely <laughs> foliage oh. here. That's well before it. No, nice. wow. Nice, beautiful. Ball fall has fallen. Love it.
0: So what is some of your favorite since I got you, Mr. Wellrus, what is some of their favorite memories working with her?
1: Oh man, I would say the time I got to see Nibira participate in the first ever women's cage match at Top of Texas, that was a slaughter, let me tell you. Um I have never seen the two women put each other through such grueling torture than she and Misfit did that night. Uh it was a sight. Um afterwards I saw her in the locker room decompressing and and you could see like you could see her heart shining through, you know, in that moment. She was so proud. And, uh, yeah, it was an experience, both in front of and behind the crowd. Yeah. You remember that one, right, Nibira?
2: Oh, my God, yeah. That was one of my favorites still to this day.
0: (laughs) How beaten were you after? Huh? How beaten afterwards were you?
2: How beaten up afterwards was I? Yeah. Um I mean I had blood, so I was pretty fucking hype.
1: I've never seen someone so blood spattered yet still glowing at the same time. It was it was nice.
0: And I owe you two an apology because I have Madden Mechs trying again this episode. Very late, very tardy.
1: Well, well, well.
0: Can't hire good help anymore.
1: Look what the cat dragged in.
0: Look at this. But he is our hardcore midget. His dude's done like insane death matches. I mean, it's nuts. All right. All right. That's the one thing I've learned about people who do uh, death matches. They're the ones I have to remind to come on the show three times before in a week before they come on because he's taken so many blows in the
1: You know, uh, thumbtack removal is one of the many services I offer. So, put that in your back pocket.
0: Nebra, would you, do a, would you ever do a death match or have you done a death match?
2: Uh, death matches are actually heavily on my radar. The night that I did the cage match against Misfit, I feel like I kind of fell into a niche. And... I want more. <laughs> Bring me the violence or the violence will be brought to you. Those are your options.
0: It's a just a, such a drone rush? The violence is like a drug?
2: Yeah. Uh, essentially, some people are junkies for different reasons. Other people are adrenaline junkies. Creature feature shows are just fucking adrenaline junkies that thrive off of the pure thought of violence being brought upon themselves for the entertainment of others. And I fit perfectly into that category.
1: You see? You see, guys? You see? That's what I'm talking about right there. Right there. That's the spark. Just like a
2: sparkle in our eye, which is the love of violence.
1: I'm
0: pretty sure that's just the sun hitting me in the face. No, what do you think, Mr. Lovelace? You think a sparkle or you think it's the sun?
1: Uh, It's it's magic, it's uh, money. That passion for brutality, for blood, and for violence is what succeeds in this business. Combine that with a little bit of showmanship, and there you go. That's what it takes.
0: Thus far, what's the hardest weapon you have been hit with?
2: That I've been hit with? Yes, ma'am. Really, just the steel cage. My career's taken off, but it's gone up and down in spurts. Really, anything that has to do with violence, I can easily refer you back to that cage match misfit. <laughs> I mean, like I will say... Out. Misfit has a pretty hard head, and I've head-readed her a time or two because she doesn't listen. So, I mean, there's that, but honestly, the cage that she threw me into still takes the cake.
1: How you fun? know, Nabira, if, if you're interested in getting ready for this deathmatch, uh, tour, uh, what we can do is set up a uh, kendo stick gauntlet, if you will, um, maybe some barbed wire. Uh, some Legos, and uh, yeah, just just get with me. Have your people call my people. See if we can set something up.
2: I'm pretty sure something can easily be arranged. All right.
0: Just curious, Mr. Walvois, should AEW should have contact you before they done that death match where the explosion is, was about to happen and it was just like a poof?
1: That made me sad. That made me so very sad, Vic. I mean, I know guys in China that can get better fireworks in a heartbeat. Like that—that that was appalling. I was still ready, you know, the countdown. Ah, yep. Ah, fizzle. It was. Yeah. Disheartening, I believe would be the term. Disheartening.
0: I had a bunch of people coming over, and of course, this is like their first like deathmatch they've seen. I'm showing them like old YouTube videos of Japanese no. deathmatch. Like, you there see, you this, is, this is gonna be great, and it was like. I was like staring at TV like this like 10 minutes after, like, where is it?
1: I'm pretty sure Terry Funk is still available. I'm just saying. Give the yeah. man a call.
0: So what are some of these, other than the cage match, are there any other memorable moments in your career, Oh I am migrating away
2: from dog politics. Give me just a second. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the dog senses the evil
2: probably my fault uh, my little furry companion has a friend down the street and then the other friend that lives with this other dog just kind of sits there and barks all monotone. but uh, getting back to your question I'd pretty much say that uh Let's see, other memorable moments besides the cage match. Um, June, back in June for XWE, we had the first ever six women's tag match. It was Stormy Renee, Luna Nightshade, and myself versus Miranda Gordy, Shailen, and Misfit. And Misfit ended up hitting Stormy Renee with the code breaker, and I beat her ass all the way to the back. She's pretty salty about that. <laughs> that was one of the things that actually led up to the cage match.
0: Oh, people's feelings get hurt too easily these days. I swear to God.
1: Everybody takes Everybody everything so personally. Personal.
0: What
2: can you expect?
0: Yeah. It's just... So do you like to be looked at as a heel or a face more? Or are you just
1: neutral? Why do we gotta put labels on it?
0: I just, he uh, neutral. I mean, I, I, some, people like oh. some
1: people like to be cheap. like to be blue. Our reality is shades of gray, man. I mean, it's all really just a matter of perspective. Evil's what you don't like, and good's what you like. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, but even the great Shale Sonny once said, it's better to be the bad guy than the good guy. There's a bad guy. Now, too many people want to be the good guy. Wants to be liked. Bad guys. There's so many. feel few so you remember
2: more.
1: It's uh, better to be feared than loved, eh? I mean, I'm with that.
2: Yeah, I'm just here, <laughs> whatever anybody needs me for. I do.
1: I, I respect the mercenary. The mercenary. I mean, if you're not willing to get it done for the right price, then you're not willing to get it done. That's the way I see it.
0: I had a wrestler who came on, named the Mercenary, and he oh, said, Would that be, time, would Garrison, be Tank Bryson? Garrison Creed.
1: That's Mercenaries do tend to travel in packs.
0: True. what are you you known for backstage if I go around asking
2: about you? Jokes. Oh, get (laughs) them,
1: go, fire, fire.
2: If you were to ask anybody, whether it be Lucian or anyone else that I've ever had the opportunity of sharing a locker room with. Hey, what's Nabira known for? What does she like to do? Jokes, horrible, horrible jokes. (laughs)
1: Get ready, brace yourselves.
0: Yes, yeah, so let's hear one.
2: <laughs> what do you call a nun in a wheelchair?
0: What do you call a nun in a wheelchair?
1: I don't know, Dabira. What do you call a nun in a wheelchair?
2: Virgin Mobile. Jesus
3: Christ.
1: Take, it just- in. <laughs> Take it all in.
2: That's not actually that bad. What's the difference between apples and orphans?
1: I don't know, Nabira. What is the difference between apples and orphans? Oh,
2: oh, oh. Apples get picked. Jesus Christ. Behold! Behold. What's the skeleton's favorite snack? <laughs> Get out of the field. Spare ribs.
0: Spare ribs.
2: I was waiting for Mr. Welvers to set it up. Not going to lie. I kind of was too.
1: <laughs> uh. I had to put down
2: my pet rock the other day. It killed two birds.
1: She's on a roll now Yep, there's no going would back. Be
2: started.
0: Hey, it's 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 her time. She can say whatever she <laughs> wants.
2: <laughs> Why was the fried fish sent to the hospital?
1: Why? I don't know, Dabira. Why was the fried fish sent to the hospital?
2: He got beer battered. <laughs> Have you ever thought about
0: doing stand-up comedy? Yes, actually, that's on my radar. Yeah, definitely.
2: Pick a least... path and walk. Don't trick me, please.
1: Well, 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 I will get you booked. Watch.
2: Hey, for now, you know. will be I'm... Dolph Signor 2.0. It has a garden.
0: Like a little YouTube video, you know, just put up for the time being, get people's attention.
1: A few well-publicized open mic nights, you're in there.
0: Yeah. Hey, my, t- my sister's transgender girlfriend, she can do well in the California area as a comedian. Anyone can be a comedian anywhere. And I mean that.
2: It's- as long as you have the ability to laugh at yourself and you're golden.
1: It goes back to people taking themselves a little bit too seriously, huh?
0: That's what's wrong with this world these days. It's like, words hurt. It's like, when we were growing up, was it like sticks and bones will break your bones, but words would never hurt you?
1: I remember that one. I remember that one vividly.
2: So do I. One of the ones that I grew up with was, I am rubber, you are glue. It bounces off me, sticks straight to you. How do the
0: fans treat your nubiria? I do. I. Do anyone try to get How cute? How do the and,
2: fans treat me?
0: Yeah, has anyone gotten cute and tried to take a swipe at you? Or, his fans are crazy these days. Uh,
2: really, the weirdest fan encounter that I can say that I've had was. Uh, it was actually the night during the cage match, with Misfit that. This guy wanted to take a picture and I was like, do you want to hold the title? He's like, no, just put me in a headlock. And then he just like glued his head to the side of my body. I was like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this.
1: <laughs> well, hey, at we least you didn't get stabbed.
2: Well, at least I didn't get stabbed. This is true.
0: I mean, it's worst thing that can happen. i <laughs> of a pervy fan, but you know, what can you do?
2: Yeah. But really, for the most part, the fans are cool. I guess I'm kind of rubbing off on them in a good way. I know kids really
1: enjoy you. They may
2: be like, hey, you're relatable. And I'm like, oh, I, I assure you I'm not. But thanks.
1: I, I, <laughs> I've seen you at intermission a few times and at the merch table. And there's usually a wall of children. So whatever you're doing, the kids dig it. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, there was this uh, little boy at Gold Rush, and uh, he's, he walked up behind me in my merch table so he could get my attention, and he tapped the back of my kneecap, and I was like, oh, what was that? And I turned around, and he saw me, he's like, can I have a picture? And I'm like, sure, you can have a bracelet, too, if you want. <laughs> he was just very shy and very timid, and I saw a lot of myself in the little kid.
0: There was a debate I was having just like maybe an hour ago. Have you seen the new Hellraiser?
2: I haven't, I've heard very mixed things about it.
0: Well, I always thought that, you know, nothing beats the original, but I'm open-minded to see it. With the female Pinhead, if she's the princess of the underworld and who owns Disney, does that make her a Disney princess?
2: I imagine there's a lot of things that make Disney princesses now that Disney owns them, like March <laughs> Good
0: point. But. Uh, That's a very good point. You see
2: the new Halloween? The Halloween ends? Yeah. Nope. I've heard very mixed things about that and I'm just too busy in my other life trying to exist.
1: You know, I kind of have a similar philosophy. As a great mind once said, when everyone is reading Nietzsche, I'll be watching Dona Nietzsche. Um, I like to wait till things lose a little bit of momentum and cool down a bit, give it a straight take. I get that.
0: Yeah, I Having two kids around, it's kind of hard to see those type of shows anymore. Something about nightmares or whatever, like that. Just because he's showing Freddy Krueger once, you're a bad guy. I don't get it. Here
1: we go again, labeling things.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just.
0: <laughs> so, if you could stop one thing in professional wrestling, and but you have to, but you have to start something in this place. What would they be?
2: If I had to stop something in professional wrestling to start something else, what would it be? Um, I mean, that could technically fall under any plethora of categories, really. Like what category are you thinking? I need examples here.
0: Like, let's say you had your own promotion and you had to stop something and start something in this place. Ooh. You don't have to say the promotion's
2: name on the air, just have it in your mind. Nabira,
1: did we lose you?
2: So she's no, to... I was putting the creature back. The creature was trying to trip me and kill me. But uh, let's see. I would try and improve upon organizational skills when it comes to different promotions. God knows that some of them need it. Communication I feel is key. And as long as everybody communicates, things happen to go over a whole lot better, whether it be with the workers doing a match or communication between the worker and the promoter or anything like that. Um, definitely try and keep on making sure kayfage stays alive. But that one's gonna be a, a lot more difficult than just making sure
1: that people communicate and talk. You see, that's communication. Why I the- Go ahead, sir. A communication really is key to everything. I mean, any relationship has to be built on trust and communication, and trust comes after communication. Uh, people lose sight of that. I don't care if it's an employee, an employer, a drug dealer, and a client. You need effective communication. And all too often, I've had bookers hit me up at the last minute uh, asking for things and then, you know, expecting me to pull miracles. And
3: I mean, every now
1: and then I come through, but geez, a little bit of communication goes a long way. I totally get what you're saying.
0: Well, absolutely. Especially this day and age, you know, growing up, it was just if you had to communicate with someone, if you didn't have a pager or if you had a pager, you had to go to a payphone. These days, there's so many ways to communicate. Like, if a guest last seconds cancels on me, it could be five minutes to show time. They communicate, I appreciate it. No problem. But when they don't communicate and then you not hear from them, it's just like, what the fuck? F- you know?
1: Recently had a, a gentleman uh, we had booked for a show on the 29th in Oklahoma City personally call on the phone like, with his voice and provide an extremely legitimate reason for not appearing, and then reschedule for the next month. I was blown away. Just a little bit of professionalism boggles the mind.
0: You're right. Just the little things that people, yeah, that's, yeah. Nabrera, I have a question for you. With all the hardcore stuff you wanna do, wrestlers don't necessarily have like life insurance and how you take care of broken bones and deep lacerations.
2: (laughs) Magic. (laughs) Uh, So it's funny that you bring that up. Um, It's very common, especially around here where I'm from to lie to EarthMD and say hey i got this walking the dog and it's totally a freaking scrape that i have on my forehead that's about like two inches wide they're like what did your dog do pulled me into the field
1: you know those roofs but it's not huh roofs get slippery you know i mean you got to clean those gutters out and, and somebody's not holding the ladder accidents happen (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes, I'm not saying people should go and lie to their medical professionals, but if something should, if something Bye. needs to be fixed that you can't really heal with time or is going to need a little bit help healing with time, then by all means go and be honest, if, especially if there's video footage. But um, if it's something small that still needs medical attention, if there's not any EMTs at the event, just be like,
1: "Ouch, this hurts." Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Lucy and Lovelace, and I am telling you to lie to your medical professional. Have you seen the state of the U.S. healthcare system? Got on, I mean,
0: fuck them like they're fucking you.
1: Ding.
2: I okay. he is very, very, very lax to say the medical most.
1: bills don't have an impact on your credit score, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that.
0: Yeah, I even know that.
1: Stick with me, kid. We're gonna get through this. <gasps>
0: I figured that Mister. What had like someone in his back pocket, you know, like the old mafia style. You know, you think of cause, I like. Yes, call Doctor. Baker. Tell him to get down here now. And he comes in it's like I was sleeping. And I what the fuck you want? And you know, well, fix.
1: I do happen to know one Doctor. William Payne. Um, he's a healthcare professional. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And no great life insurance guy though we'll get with you on that but.
0: there you go at least at least your family's covered there you go uh, I had a question to ask you for uh, about for women's professional wrestling in general Ronda Rousey as we came out and suggested that WWE should take the title women's out of the championship name because it's it's more of like a sexist, you know, separating men and women It should be this heavyweight champion. Do you agree with that? Or do you think that's like, like overthinking the situation of fairness in professional wrestling? Hmm.
2: Well, for starters, I just simply think it's phenomenal that it took, the women in professional wrestling especially in wwe so long to not be called divas and actually get the chance to showcase what they can do in the ring outside of just basically performing hardcore soft porn on television and being able to get away with it for so long okay yeah like there's there's a reason a lot of women wanted to get into this business. And then back in the day just really wasn't it unless you were Lita or Trish Stratus, even China. But uh, today it's phenomenal that we're able to get a lot of these chances to prove ourselves and say, hey, we can hang. And it doesn't even have to be in the WWE, but still. Just, it's nice to have some distinction, but um, like some distinction between the women's title and then the universal title. But I guess there's also a little bit of a difference between saying, hey, it's just the women's champion and then you got the women's tag team belts. On my opinion, I think it would be cool if they added more women's belts like they have with the men's. It's awesome that they've added the women's money in the bank. The, like I said before, the women's tag team, the you know, women's SmackDown Raw titles. But what about, uh, just say for shits and giggles, what if they wanted to add a women's Intercontinental title?
0: Yeah, a TV title or something like that yeah Yeah, because
2: there's too many very talented foreign superstars especially on television right now for there not to be an intercontinental title for the women's division
1: i totally agree with that some of my favorite performers of all time were intercontinental title holders you know um this (laughs) brings up a, a question i have uh how much impact do you think China had on women's wrestling today? Like, how different do you think the landscape would be had she never had her meteoric rise?
2: I think that the landscape today would still be a lot of what I was talking about, and a lot of the women would still be called divas. China had a huge nonverbal word on what the women are capable of and what we wanted to do this for and what we can be and what we're able to do and then some china is a huge monumental mark because of that very like i don't disagree with her being called the ninth wonder of the world she earned that shit, and she earned it proudly
1: when When I started in the business, there was still a term being thrown around that was archaic at the time. Uh, The term BSV, that was pretty much the catch all for any woman engaged in the professional wrestling industry. And for those that don't know, that stands for bitch slash slut slash valet. And yeah, China definitely opened up legitimacy and being taken serious as a competitor instead of eye candy and you know you look at some of the people that Vince McMahon hired back in the divas age they were eye candy and the product suffered because of it
0: greatly I agree but I also thought think that China Legacy was kind of devalued at the end because he she had that little lackey the cat with her and it was just like it just kind of when you saw China kicking ass, it was great. But when she had the lackey, it just kind of like, it's like Doink. Doink was awesome. When it was the evil clown, then he had Dink. And it kind of like killed the.
1: I whole, wholeheartedly agree. Doink's one of my all-time favorites. But yeah, sometimes it can be a little bit too much. You don't want to spread it too thin. But another thing, um, this is on a cultural level. Our society is always afraid of giving women power. Always. Oh, absolutely. Oh, abso- fucking- I- and so that, the cap has to put get put back on that bottle as quickly as possible because the, the patriarchy must be defended at all costs.
0: Vince is trying to get in. Should I let him in? Uh, uh, I
1: guess. Uh, doc is pay.
2: Doc <laughs> is pay. Uh, Terrence
0: was supposed to come on with me like 10 minutes before last yesterday's episode, and he never showed Uh, up. That was a contract negotiation.
1: In Terrence's defense, he might be handling some business for me, but that's neither here nor there.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm I'm just a podcaster. That's all I am. I'm no big deal.
1: You're an excellent podcaster, Vic. Don't sell yourself short.
0: Thank you. Thank you. This keeps on saying Vincent's joining, but he doesn't. Oh, he will pop up at some point. No, I believe women's wrestling is should be showcased a lot more. I think that uh, there's a if you notice that the women's rosters in WWE and AEW is like half the size of the men's rosters.
1: Hey everyone, sorry I'm late. Ah, good lord. Ah,
0: Jesus Christ, Vincent. But it's uh, it's. <laughs> They need, to, if they, they need to shut up, put more money in, maybe have n- different shows so you can have the same roster number for women's wrestling than you have for men's wrestling. Because I've seen women's wrestling matches before that I'm like, they can do it much better than guys.
3: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, saga. I agree. Excellent matches.
3: Like Sasha Banks versus uh, Bianca Belair is a great example of that. The one mirror. of my
2: favorites uh, on the indie scene would be Tessa Blanchard versus Kylie uh, Kylie Rae for the Zello Pro Women's Champion uh, Women's Championship title. I've watched that one a thousand times over, and every time I watch it, I learn something new, and I'm like, I want to do that. When I get hype, <laughs>
0: Tessa Blanchard' legacy just got so sour. After she left impact. I don't Something happened. I think there's a story somewhere that no one's saying. It just ah, doesn't. Ah,
1: yes. I, I guarantee you uh, that was somebody uh, Somebody upset somebody politically. And you know how that goes. But yeah. <clears throat> One of my all-time favorite female performers, Luna Vachon. Hands down, Luna. Yes. My God.
0: Yeah, she's one, she's a
1: classic. Uh, Nibiru, what are your thoughts on intergender match?
2: I would love to be able to partake in some intergender matches. Um, there's, in Kansas <laughs> alone, <laughs> a very, very right for the picking for intergender matches to be able to happen. But uh, the down part, of this is Kansas is in the middle of something called the Bible Belt and that really falls under the traditional uh saying of whether it's for entertainment or not that is just a guy putting his hands on a woman and therefore is not marketed as entertainment. But this is also the same state that doesn't sell beer on Sundays.
1: Oh, uh, yes, so, because alcohol you know. makes baby Jesus cry. Yes, yes, that old chestnut. Same, in
0: Connecticut. Same thing in Connecticut.
1: He, he didn't turn water into root beer, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> good point.
1: Very good point.
0: No, I just I feel like that it doesn't matter if you're a girl, guy, black, white, trans, whatever. If you're the best of the best you should get, you know, your opportunity. It could, I mean... Exactly. Opportunity isn't
2: blind. It knocks at every door.
0: Like, I will, I mean, if Char Flair challenged Roman Reigns for the Universal title one time, and if that ever happened, I would not be against it. Ooh. I just would not be against it. I would actually buy it. Yeah, you see? Right there, a lot of intrigue.
3: Ooh. (laughs)
1: <laughs> giving me things to ponder, Vic. <laughs> just,
0: just Vincent. Seriously, Bianca versus Sasha Banks. I could think of like at least five better matches, quickly off the top of my head, than those two goofs. Hey, you might want to unmute your
1: mic. This guy, Doc, his pay. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ! I got Doc's pay again. I got to make another call.
3: I mean that the was the first out. one that oh, popped God. up in my head, but you're right, there are a lot better. Um, I think that one just popped in my head because it was uh a little bit more recent, because uh, it happened in uh what 2021? No, 2020. I want to say uh 2021. What, what, yeah.
1: What what year is this, Vincent? Pop quiz.
3: 2022. Okay, all right, just checking. <laughs> By also- the way, Nibiru, my wife says hi.
2: Greetings. Oh, you see, you have a fan.
3: Yeah, she uh, she misses the top of Texas crew because uh, when, uh, when I first met uh, Nabira and Mr. Lovelace over here, my wife was backstage with me. So she says hi to everyone.
2: Greetings, fellow flesh sacks. This disguise is limiting.
0: What is it, you get a vessel? these i'm sorry i so recently saw dark side of the 90s. they talk about cults and they were talking about this is our vessel automobile like this is
1: ah yeah plastic
0: yeah it's uh, it's
1: hey speaking of which halloween is right around the corner guys Vic, favorite horror movie dope all-time favorite you know you know
0: you, you're putting me on the spot here. You know that, right? I am. Go. I always Dude. loved the Soul series. Okay. That, All right. I always loved those, but I still believe to this day, the first romantic movie that actually made me cry was Return of the Living Dead 3.
1: Ooh, now we're talking. All right. That was that, good stuff.
0: Uh, that that made me- I like
3: them. the original Pet Sematary movie.
0: That's good the, remake,
3: the, the remake, the remake, kind of sucked, but the original was really good.
1: Oh man, I had forgotten the remake until you mentioned it, Vincent. Oh man, I painted over that.
3: Yeah, that, that's one. That's one we don't talk about.
1: <laughs> one of my all-time favorites was John Carpenter's *The Thing*, and uh, we saw really the good. remake of
3: that with. That was the remake was also terrible. Ding. Wow. And then another terrible remake, since we're talking about terrible remakes now, is the Mark Hamill version of uh, *Child's Play*. Oh, when oh Mark Hamill oh. Was Chucky. That, that that was horrible. Like, oh, do man. you guys
0: believe that there's a certain point that you can milk the milk a cow before it's just like the *Child's Play* series on sci-fi? Is it just me, or is it just kind of like you're beating a dead horse here? It was great, no, right. it was awesome, but now it's just like. And people on the internet it's like, oh, my God, Chucky's on tonight. It's like, calm down, dude. It's just a watered-down version of – it's not – Iggy's – the first one scared the shit out of me when I was – the- you,
1: you can't catch lightning in a bottle twice, you know? You just can't.
3: Season one of Chucky was good, but season – they should have just left it at season one, have it do, like, a one-off thing. But now they're just, like, beating a dead horse here. Like,
1: you know, one of my favorite modern horror movies, Cabin in the Woods. If you don't like that movie, we can't hang out.
3: That was good. Cabin in the Woods is un- it's under it's underrated, and the Amityville Haunting is really good too. Hmm.
0: Cabin in the Woods, that that's, that's, the last part was wild.
1: That, that's was, great. that was great, great, great. Subvert expectations. It was an homage to like forty other horror movies. Man, it was great. Good that stuff. Was
2: great.
3: The Amityville Haunting is based on a true story, and I actually know where the house is, too, because I used to live, like, two towns away from there.
0: The original Pulse of Geist with the clown. that scared the shit out of me when I
1: was a kid. I never got the clown fear. I never understood that. Somebody explain (laughs) to me, how are clowns
3: scary? They're not.
0: Yeah, they are. This is like, <laughs> hi, look, it's smiling all the time. And that's what Ooh. it is it's smiling as at these <laughs> sections of your skin off, like Jeffrey Dahmer's. Honestly, Basically, I, I don't know think-
1: what you're talking about, Vic. I don't find that disturbing at all.
0: <laughs> that's why I won't watch that movie Smiles.
3: <laughs> Actually, the movie Smile wasn't that bad. Nepira go. Favorite horror movie? Go. <laughs>
2: I would uh-huh. have to say the Nightmare on Elm Street series, but um, stepping away from the supernatural horror. I really enjoy the original I Spit on Your Grave
1: Ooh, in that 1978. One was- I watched that at way too young an age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right up there with Last House on the left. Yeah.
2: Last House on what- the left was good.
3: Children of the Corn um, is good. A,
2: Children of the Corn is good, but I'm going to take a stab at Cabin in the Woods for a second. I was really into that movie, and then I got to the end, and the end pissed me off. They pulled me in with such an astounding story. I was like, shit's really going to go down here. And then I lost all freaking hope for the movie, and I never wanted to watch it again once I saw the video fucking uh, – Plots and shit were planned by scientists but then the movie kind of redeemed itself a little bit after i saw that the scientists' creations and the robots and shit were all turning on them and saw a guy get killed by a unicorn so that kind of made the movie redeem itself See, I
0: see <laughs> a little bit because that the chaos was great but the ending when the you know it's like you know the sacrifice didn't happen and then you saw the the big boss a big monster at the end that was kind of dull it was like you saw you a- guys
1: you guys don't get the metaphor that's the deal okay here's we we the public the viewers are the evil god you get it bad horror movies have a tendency to turn on their creators and cost them dearly it's all metaphor uh the the guy that ended up saving the day he died off screen and uh, there was a great rumble and trembling of the earth for the angry gods. You see, it's all metaphor.
2: It really just seems like you watched that movie on LSD. Now,
3: that's Nobody neither here, here nor there.
2: Here to you would be able to come up with that metaphor. <laughs> neither here nor there.
3: Don't well, that, 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 is, that is a good idea. Watching that, uh, watching that movie high. Yeah, I, I should do that. <laughs>
2: The first time I ever watched the movie Dr. Sleep or Dr. Strange, fucking, I get the two confused. The Stephen King one, I watched that one on LSD in the same night. I almost died from having a giant metal object almost crush the back of my skull. So that was definitely a trip. (laughs) And then I watched the movie and that movie fucking made me crack up so goddamn hard just because I was watching the movie and their eyes were just getting really big. (laughs)
3: You know what else is really fun? Uh, Whenever, like, you know how Six Flags Parks do the Fright Fest thing? Speaking of which. Anyway, so going to uh, Six Flags Fright Fest while high on some form of LSD acid shrooms, great time.
1: Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, catch me at Fright Fest in Oklahoma City at Six Flags Frontier City on October
3: 30th. And probably catch me there with them. (laughs) And
0: you two won't mention a damn thing word about the podcast there. It's business, I understand.
1: Well, Vic, it's not too late. Hop a plane. Come on down.
0: Hop a plane? Oh, yeah, I can just hop a plane right now and go down to Texas. My wife will really love that.
3: Bring her to...
2: If you're fast enough, you can always just jump on the back of the train.
1: Just don't steal a horse. They still take that shit really serious down here.
3: Unless <laughs> you know somebody. It's like
2: Skyrim, <laughs> when you kill the chickens. So I want to get your thoughts on
0: what was called the Poltergeist Curse. Does anyone remember this back in the eighties? Oh yes. Like a cast member would die after a filming of a
3: Poltergeist. Yeah, the little girl died.
0: Like after the third one, yeah. What you think that's all coincidence, or you think there's something behind it?
1: Well, if you're asking me, Vic, I there think are no. There's probably
2: definitely something behind it. Shit. Well, there Did are conspiracy I've theories that, uh, that was actually. Too much carpet. weird shit in my life for me to be able to just disregard the evidence that. Ghosts just simply aren't real when I feel that they are.
1: The matter of fact, uh, Nibiru, you had a poltergeist experience the other night, didn't you?
2: Oh, I did. I did. I did. My One of my Earth friends turned 21 the other night, and he bought himself a bottle of deadhead rum. Really good. If you haven't tried it, you should. But that being besides the point, My friend got up to go to the bathroom and it was myself and my other friend just sitting on the couch and he put the cap to the bottle of rum upside down so the cork was sticking up and i watched the cap fly at me and it landed in front of my phone (laughs) my friend and i looked at each other and i was like does shit like that happen often she said yep (laughs) And then I hear my friend from the other room. He's like, what happened? And I was like, your house is haunted. And he goes, yeah, that's a thing.
0: <laughs> it's I love, weird, man. I fully believe in I mean, people say there's no such thing as ghosts. Oh, this is no such thing as spirits. Same fucking thing.
2: Residual energy. That's very much a thing.
1: Yeah,
0: Absolutely.
1: We can get into meta- the house metaphysics in me life. It's just
2: haunted and
1: Let me check something real quick here. Matter of fact, there's a haunted hotel in Oklahoma City I've been meaning to explore.
3: There's a haunted hotel in Long Island, New York, too. And I love exploring that place.
2: My dad's gonna be so mad at me. I got something stuck in a tree.
3: Ah uh, oh, yes, the, the Skirvin
1: Hilton Hotel in Oklahoma City. Uh, the Waldorf Astoria of America's Heartland an imposing 14 story Art Deco property. Side note, Art Deco was the pinnacle of human culture. Prove me wrong. Uh, haunted by Effie, a prohibition era chambermaid. Who jumped to her death with the love child fathered by hotel founder W. B. Skirvin. Legend has it um, she gets a little frisky after dark. I would love to.
0: See, I've I tried to go to places that were haunted before and didn't see anything. I would love to see uh, like a uh, actual paranormal activity.
1: I uh, I stayed in the Hotel Colorado uh, last year in uh, uh, Glenwood Springs. Um, that place was actually where, um, uh, what's his name? Director, The Shining, go, yeah, uh, Kubrick. That's where Stanley Kubrick stole the carpet pattern from for the Overlook Hotel in The Shining. That's probably the hauntedest place I've been. It used to be a naval hospice back in the day during uh, World War One, I, I believe. And then it became an insane asylum, and then it became a hotel. The basement is really weird. Uh, just the, the energy down there. Um, I was only there for two days, but I did catch one of the maintenance guys in the elevator. And I was like, hey, man, so uh, you seen some shit or what? And he looked at me dead in the eye. And he said, I grew up in this hotel. I've seen some shit. And uh, yeah, I had, I was outside in the patio. You have like these cool little fireplace table, all in one jobs. I was outside drinking and this lady came out in her bathrobe. It was, you know, freezing outside. She came out in her bathrobe, just quiet as a ghost. And I was like, okay, what happened? She said, yeah, I came out of my room on the second floor, looked down near the Roosevelt suite, and this guy just walked out in the hallway and nodded at me and then walked through a wall. Weird shit, man.
0: Fuck, that is weird. No, I'm a firm believer in the supernaturals and stuff like that. I've had some
3: paranormal uh, experiences myself as well.
1: The I've veil never, gets thin,
3: this
0: fear. I did grow up a house with uh, in the basement that had an Indian hiding place. Ooh. And you, you always felt like uh, weird around that area. But I always thought that you know I was, you know, young and you know I want to find something. It's some my anxiety, but even to this day, it's like it was a different feeling. It was something about that.
3: Great place to play hide and seek, I bet.
0: No, because the rocks were, I mean, it was a very dangerous area. So if you go underneath it, I mean, rocks could fucking, you can see, we saw, it, like, rocks on the ground already. You didn't want to hide go your- in there and fall on you.
1: Only if you want to hide your body and seek death. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was like... Well, me, nah. about four years ago, probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> but, nope.
0: Nope. We never go into underneath it. I still don't know if I will go underneath it. Just dangerous. Oh. You know, someone in the fucking the other world might fucking purposely drop a rock, or hey just right, all of a sudden get impaled back in your head.
1: Oh wow! And more news on the Skirvin Hotel. According to BBC, it is the US's most haunted hotel.
3: Another hotel you should uh, definitely uh, check out and look up is the Montauk Manor Hotel located on Long Island, New York.
0: What's that uh, haunted house in um, Old Town, California? Hmm. I went through there and we didn't say anything. Me broke looks like she's in a trance right now. Kinda of freaking me out a
1: little bit. Is she commuting with the mothership?
2: No, I'm just yep. listening. The mothership refuses not to communicate with me. Vic? Yes, sir?
1: It is, it is 7.59. Uh, you're about out of money.
0: It is 7.59. Jesus Christ. Time flies when you have fun. Nabra, where can people find you on social media to keep up with your wrestling adventures?
2: They can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, just type in Nibira or look for posts with the hashtag mid and You'll find me. Not hard to miss. Yeah.
0: I'm better to I'm usually better than my time. Hey, right, good catch, Mr. Loveless. That's, that's why I hire, keep you around.
1: I mean, I mean, you're getting your money's worth.
0: Okay, right, Dr. Vincent Payne can send it right to you.
1: Thank you. 30% that, sounds as good? As always, ladies and gentlemen, I am Lucian Loveless on Facebook. Email me at the Lucian Loveless if you're in need of the best representation reports can buy.
0: Vincent you
3: might as well say where you where you find you well you can find me on Instagram at referee underscore Vincent underscore Cantoni you can find me on Facebook at Vincent Cantoni you could like my Facebook page my Facebook like page referee Vincent Cantoni and you can find me on Twitter at ref cantoni.
0: Well, I appreciate everyone coming on today. Thank you very much for your time.
3: Very welcome. Sorry I was late, just got Mm -hmm. out of work, the shoot job late, so. Your excuses are feeble at best, sir.
0: At least you showed up, that's all that matters. Hey, you you should thank Mr. Loveless for allowing you to come in. It was up to him. If he said (laughs) no, I would be like, you should have luck.
1: I've got the whole world in my hands.
0: That's right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for watching. This is Belling the Business Worldwide, and we are out. Thank you very much again, everybody. Take care.